Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, modern lovers, I don't know how sexy it's going to be for you today. I want you to know failure is not an option, and our show is about your health, your wealth, your happiness, your love life. And today, one of the most inspiring people in my life is our guest. We have none other than Phyllis Newhouse, Entrepreneur of the Year for the United States, Entrepreneur of the Year winner in the tech quadrant for South by Southwest. She's a WPO, Entrepreneur of the Year, that's Women Presidents Organization, if you don't know, and an all-around fabulously successful businesswoman, and we have asked Phyllis to share with us today some of her secrets. So welcome to the show, Phyllis Newhouse. Well, thank you, Dr. Brenda Wade. I am so excited. I'm always excited to get an opportunity to hang out with you, and today is a special day that I get to hang out with you. So, yeah. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. So, Phyllis, you're the one who has said to me many times, failure is not an option. What does that mean to you when you say failure is not an option? You know, actually, it's uh, in the military. So I spent 22 years in the Army. And, you know, when, when you are assigned a mission, right, and you know that that mission is critical, if you don't have a mindset that says failure is just not an option, like you don't want to get to the finish line and the mission fail. And so, so when you have that mindset, you begin to put principles around the mission that you're just going to adhere to no matter what, right? And so over the years, my mindset as an entrepreneur, I took that same concept. When you come out and you start this business, Failure is just not an option. You can't think about, you know, lack of capital. You can't think about lack of talent. You can't think about lack of of funding and so on and so on and so on, resources. Because when you start to focus on the problem, you begin to think about failure. But if your mindset, failure is not an option, it always puts you in a position to win based off of thinking only about the solution. Phyllis, I love that. Wow. Yeah. You know, I know for all of us, there are those moments when we felt defeated, when we're looking at the obstacles, looking at the wall we have to climb over. And you're saying just stay focused on the outcome and you will find a way. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So, So let me drop a couple of lessons that I learned along the way of, of being an entrepreneur. And, and this is really 
when you think of a great entrepreneur, I think of a great leader because you, if you're, if you're, if you're leading, and this is not just applicable to um, entrepreneurs, but in, in anything where you are trying to build something, grow something, whether it's an organization, whether it's a community, whether whatever that thing is, right, or a business, I, I say there's a, there's certain leadership principles that have to be a part of it, right, as an entrepreneur. One of the lessons that I, I, I remember when I first started the business, I came out and I said, listen, I told my staff, I said, they were talking about, you know, you got to go in and handle rejection and people tell you, no, you're, you're, you're just a startup and you're just this. And I said, you have to go in there sometime as a leader. Being responsible for something sometimes means pissing people off. You have to walk in that room and say, I'm sorry, I can't leave until you hear my business pitch. And, and, and say, well, I don't have time to hear your pitch today. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not leaving. And it might piss somebody off, but it might get their attention. That's leadership. That's not being mm. rude. That's leadership, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I call being responsible sometimes means you have to piss, you have to piss somebody off sometimes. And there's another thing uh, I learned, too, um, Dr. Wade, along the way, is that uh, one of the successes I tell my team every day, I said, the day people stop bringing problems to you is the day you stop leading them. They, mm. they, they, either, they, they, they either have lost confidence that you can support or help them, or they've concluded that you just don't care. So either case, wow. in either case, it is a failure of leadership when people stop coming to you. That's amazing. I never thought of that. Now, I'm sitting here taking notes, everybody. I hope you're taking notes, too, because you are drinking from the fire hose of wisdom and inspiration. Now, Phyllis, you weren't always a huge success. I know you started out, and you have a story starting out from humble beginnings like so many of us. Tell folks a little bit about your story, please. I want them to get to know you. Well, I come from a family of 11 children and uh, seven girls, four, four boys, and uh, I was number 10, and I was the youngest girl. And so, uh, you know, my father was a, he, he was a disciplinary, and my mother was a nurturer, but she was also, she, you know, she would discipline you as well. But I also came from a mother who, who was very supportive of, of, of your dreams, and, and she, she empowered us as young women. But more importantly, she taught us the power of sisterhood. And I think uh, a lot of times when you don't have that, a lo- uh, what I, I say would attribute me to being where I am today is that I understood the power of sisterhood. I didn't focus so much on how many men were in the military, how many men are getting positions. I focused on women who were already, had already been there, done that, and, and I could learn from them and I can be empowered, and I can be inspired by their journey. So growing up in a big family um, was uh, really had a lot of uh, benefits for me because I saw I got an opportunity to look at 10 other siblings and say, you know, what part of you know, them am I inspired to be more like? And so you can take a little bit away from everybody. And I think, too, um, having um, a mother who, you know, who was in the trenches all the time you know, uh, really shaped who I became as a leader. Mm. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from your mom? Yeah, one of the things was hold your sister's hand. 
You know, and I, I, I've said this a couple of times today. People say, wow, that's, what does that mean? I said, when you, I, I, I had an opportunity to speak to a CEO of a big bank yesterday, and we were sitting in the room. It was 18. I call them silverheads, so don't be offended. That's just what I call you if you're older like that. <laughs> and so I call them silverheads, right? So we're in a room with all about 19 silverheads. And I say, um, she's sitting there, and she says, well, we want to grow, and we want to push, blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, I, she said, what advice can you give me? I said, don't forget to hold your sister's hand. And they all looked around in the room. Remember I said leadership is about pissing people off sometimes. And, and, but we have a responsibility to lead regardless of who's in the room. When you've been empowered mm. as a leader and you have been impacted and you've been positioned, you have to lead, right? So I said to yeah. her, I said, when you ask me the question, what can you do in a community? I said, I said, hold your sister's hand by going back to the community. You are in a position managing 80 plus billion. I said, in a, and I said I'm going to hold you personally responsible for you to make sure that you are putting programs so women have access to capital when they build their businesses and that you're not just catering to the same old, same old. I said, how many women have died to get in your position and they didn't make it? Because you got there, you got to remember to hold your sister's hand and get her to where she needs to go by creating I love that, Phyllis. And that is speaking to the fact that there are, as we all know, there have been many, many instances of women business owners, women of color, people of color. There's been a lot of discrimination in who gets capital and who doesn't. You know, I looked at some studies not that long ago showing the number of women who get turned down versus the number of men, even when the women have a better track record than the men. So we know this is a thing. It does happen. And you saying, hey, you're responsible for changing it. That's a powerful message. Now, in your own life, what has been the biggest challenge that you have had to overcome and work with in your own life? And of course, we want to know how you did it. Wow. I don't, you know, I, I, I want to say this. You know, when I look back on my life, uh, honest to God, Brenda, I've had a fantastic life. I, I've had some disappointments. I've had some challenges, but nothing that I didn't feel like I could get through. There was timing issues. Sometimes it took a little longer. But I've always had a mindset that, you know, if, by the grace of God, if he's given me an opportunity to dream, then dream big. And if he's given me an opportunity to dream big, then look at it from this perspective. It, it is a blessing to be able to have a mindset where you can say, you know what, though you're just not an option. And so I use that for, for even the toughest, uh, some tough moments I've had. You know, I've gone through uh, 22 years in the military. Was every single day of the military fantastic? No. But was my mindset saying, I need to get back up and get back on it and get in there and make it happen. That was my mindset. Even when I had tough days, even when I was discriminated upon, even when, uh, you know, I got, I was working from, working from, uh, working for a leader from hell, even when I went through a divorce, even when, you know, I got out and started a business and, and I was literally starting over and transitioning into something that I didn't know how was going to pan out. But 
it was it's always about the mindset. And so what I say to a lot of people, I will not be apologetic for, for, for making the statement that I've had a successful life. Because success Yeah, and I don't think you need to apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Right. But I'm, but I, but I want people to understand that success does come with challenges. It comes with disappointment. Life is still going to happen. Even in the midst of running a successful business, you know, you're going to lose loved ones. You're going to lose contracts. You're going to not feel so great about, you know, the, what social media or what, you know, an article that may have. I mean, that's, that's just life. But what I've been able to do is to keep it all in perspective and say, you know what, I choose to focus on the biggest picture at all times. And when you focus on the hmm. biggest picture at all times, then your mindset automatically shifts. Now, Phyllis, a lot of what you're talking about has to do with, and I'm going to speak from my perspective as an integrative psychologist, you know, body, emotions, mind, and spirit. That's what I mean by integrative. And you're working with the connection between the mind generating. Now, everybody listen carefully to what Phyllis just said, because we know for a fact that the three laws of quantum physics, everything's energy, all energy is connected, all energy is magnetic. Yes, your thoughts are energy. So what I'm hearing, Phyllis, is that you're saying the thoughts you're generating are thoughts that are vibrating at the frequency of success no matter what challenges are coming. Now, tell this story because this is a story that I've heard uh, from you that I love of you guys in your business when you went after your first really big contract and how that all unfolded? Well, you know, we, we, we were waiting on this contract. You know, the, the award date that it should have been awarded to any company had come and gone and it passed and people were getting a little antsy and then you, the rumor started, well, I heard we didn't win. Uh, or, oh, I heard the big boys beat us out. And, and, so, and so that's the other thing, you have environment. You know, if you, want a, if you want success in your organization, you have to breed that in your environment. If you've got hmm. – and, and that any great leader knows that you, you have to do a, a temperature check in your organization. What's the climate like? You know, and so, so I, you know, so as I'm doing my climate check every day, I'm, I'm hear, hearing all the, you know, the grumbling and the rumors and that, and I would, I would halt them. I would say, I, you know, don't speak that in this office, da, da, da. So one day someone, uh, and so th- two years had actually passed by, and this was insane. And people thought, oh, my God, like, we obviously didn't win. You've been waiting winner. two years to hear the results? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That yeah, is a long time. Yeah, every month they would say it's going to come out next month, and it went on and on. And so I began to shift to other things because you can focus on this big thing, and then you are missing all these other opportunities because all you can think of is the big win. And so I started to shift them and say, hey, we're not going to focus on that. We want it. Let's leave it where it is. But they didn't. They couldn't feel it. They didn't believe it. They didn't have the faith. So one day I came in the office, and I drew up what would be the actual award, the actual award, the way it would look, and I, I put our name on it, the winner. I put the amount of the contract. I did everything would look exactly the way we were going to get it, the way the government does it, right? So I put the award up on the, on the door. Everybody that came in the office had to pass by at the front desk. They had to see this. And they said, hey, we saw this. And I brought all the staff out. I said, look, look at this award. I said, I, I said, I have already accepted this award on behalf of the company. 
And he said, well, did we win? I said, I said, I said, I said, yeah, we won. But, but I said, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go in the conference room and we're going to celebrate the win. And I said, but the board hasn't been announced yet. I said, I know, but we need to project this and we need to, pre- we need to prepare for this and we need to plan to win this and we need to feel that we won this. So I go in the conference room, I said, on the count of three, I want everybody to jump in their feet and start screaming, we won, we won, we won. <laughs> and they looked, at me, they looked at me like I was nuts. And, and then I said, okay, on a count of three, and, and everybody's kind of a little afraid, like, has she lost it? And I say, scream as loud as you can. They're like, we won, we won. <laughs> I say, jump up, run around, run down the hall. Come on, people, we won. And everybody's doing this. And all of a sudden, the security people in the building come up. They thought it was a fire day and know what was going on. And so I said, now go back to your place. I said, never forget that feeling. Never forget that feeling. And when you start to lose that feeling, when you start to cast out, jump up and say you won. So I tell you this was the grace of God. If we remember, we've been waiting two years. And here, within seven days, I'm sitting at my desk, and an email pops up that had come early that morning. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And for whatever reason, I did not see this email. I'm sitting there, and I see this email which says, see attachment. And it was from this agency. And I go, okay. I couldn't even stand to look at the attachment. I called one of my executives. I said, listen, I'm going to push away from my desk. I want you to open this attachment. He goes, what? I said, just open it. I can't stand it. I'm so excited. He says, he, he opens up the attachment, and it says, congratulations, you. And he jumped out of the chair. He ran down the hall without me, and he started screaming, we won, we won. Oh, my God. I'm behind him. And people think this is another drill. They don't know that this is real. They're like, yes, yes, we won. They thought say, you were no, just no, practicing, no. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they thought this was another practice. But when they found out that we had really won, this was the moment that the companies, the culture shifted to the mindset. You have to feel it. You have to believe it. You have to go through it and go through it. And, Phyllis, what I love is that, you know, this is, again, you are working with these high level principles because when we can feel it we can see it we can touch it taste it smell it it's called virtualizing everybody and phyllis had her whole team virtualizing winning this contract and holding on to the faith for two years that you were going yeah. to pull through and that is yeah. not a small thing so here guys i'm going to just assign you right now Whatever it is you're working on in your life, whether it's your love life, whether it's your health, whether it's your wealth, whether it's your business, take a note here from the Entrepreneur of the Year for the United States, winner of multiple, multiple, multiple awards, and write down whatever I want. I am going to jump up and down and celebrate it and feel it with every cell in my body before it even shows up. And I'm going to do that too, Phyllis. That is so inspiring. And it works. It works. The research is in, you guys. You know I'm a geek. That's your science note for today. It works. So, Phyllis, for you, how do you balance? I know people must ask you this all the time. How do you balance business and personal? Well, okay, let me, let me, let me give you a, a tip. This is, what I, this is something I shared with my son this morning. 
And he was saying, Mom, but you don't, you, you know what? Um, he, 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 we were having this conversation about growing and growth, and, and, and when you get in a position to lead and you get the opportunity to lead, and, you know, in, the, in, the, in leadership sometimes you breed success. And, that, and, and this is what I said to him. I said, son, never. I said, one thing I learned about being in the military and I learned from my foundation and I learned as an entrepreneur, never let your ego get so close to your position that when your position goes, your ego goes with it. Mm, now break that down for us, Phyllis. When you say ego and position, what does that mean? I'm the CEO. I'm in charge. I have this success. And, and you notice I'm not talking about my team, my team, my team, the team. We did what? And sometimes as an entrepreneur, if you are so focused on you as the entrepreneur and not you and the team together, and, and this is the balance you have to have. You know what? I want to come in the office and say, hey, you know what, guys? I want to come in and cook lunch. You see, I love to cook. And sometimes I'll come in and they'll, they'll be shocked that the CEO is coming in cooking lunch for everybody because there's balance. I want them to say I'm a whole person. I'm a real person because when you see that, and you show a level of compassion, and you show a level of servitude to your organization. If you're not willing to serve your organization, then why are you have, expecting them to serve you and be loyal? Mm. You know that. And, and, and it is a that's powerful. Standard. Absolutely. And I can tell you this: on any time we've ever had a luncheon or anything in my organization, leaders eat last. Leaders eat last. You want to make sure it's your organization. And so to me, I go back to the foundation. My parents, I watched them eat last. I watched them make sure all of their children were, had food in front of them before they sat down to fix a plate, right? And, I, and so I wow. saw that as a young age. And when I went into the military, it's exactly how I treated my troops. It's exactly how I operated my company. It's exa- it, it, you just don't. And that, that says, you know what? People are watching. They watch how leaders behave. And that's the personal side that they get to see. It's well, that's the serve. humility also. That is Absolutely. amazing. Oh, yeah. Phyllis, so that's a principle, you know, as long as I've known you, that's a principle I've never heard you speak about. But it is so inherently powerful. It is so powerful. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left. What do you want to share with us that I haven't asked you about? You're an entrepreneur. You're a mom. You're a sister. You uh, have a great love life. Uh, you got a great wardrobe. Oh, <laughs> what do you want to leave us with I, that we I don't know about you? I'm living my best life. That's what, that's what I tell people. I think I'm at a, a point in my life where I'm so grateful to God for, for just, um, you know, just, I mean, every day I, I, I've got a sense of gratitude that I, I want to focus. I want to be even more grateful tomorrow than I am today. How do you do that? How can you just have an abundance of gratitude? Look at your life every day and find something that you can say, oh, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful yes. that I feel good today. And when you start to do that, you start to realize that your best life becomes intentional. Living your best life 
It's like, I don't want to have a bad day. I don't want to feel horrible. I don't want to feel, I don't want to be grumpy because I'm in traffic. Oh, no, I want to start playing the music, turn it up, and be powerful. And, and so it's, it's, it's a mindset. I think if uh, where I am right now, I'm, I, you know, when we look at shoulder up, right, this is women using their economic power and their voices to create change. You know, I, now, I for those of you who don't know about Shoulder Up yet, let me tell you, you can go online and look up Shoulder Up. It's a movement that Phyllis launched to have women help other women in their entrepreneurship, in their dreams, and she covered a lot of bases with the launch of Shoulder Up from everything from business to sexual health, infertility, relationships. She covered everything. So I love Shoulder Up and everything it stands for, Phyllis. So you can go to shoulderup.com, S-H-O-U-L-D-E-R-U-P.com, and, and you can see a lot of the work that we're doing. But more importantly, join the community and, and you, know, cut, you know, join the community so that you can get the support and not help, but we want to support. Help goes away. Support says, I'm going to dig in the, the trenches with you, and I'm all in. And so I believe as we build more communities around that, then uh, we're going to really see the needle move and create change in the lives where it impacts a lot of women. Beautiful. Now, Phyllis, what about LIT Talks? Is that something we can invite people to join also? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have, uh, Now, all of you okay. have noticed by now Phyllis is a deeply spiritual person, and she has created a way that we can all bring our spiritual selves together as a community for inspiration, for upliftment, and tell us when and how we can get into those LIT talks. I love the LIT talks. So we have LIT talks every Friday at, uh, at 1030, and we're also on podcasts on Spotify, and we're on um, iTunes. Um, but on uh, the LIT talks is really to get a snapshot of your day and we just, I mean, a snapshot of someone else's journey. And what we want to share with you is, um, you know what, um, take a moment out. We want to talk about this series on counting your blessings. Or we may have a series about uh, living your best life and intentional living. So if you want to join us, it's every Friday. I'm going to give you the number. It's 605-472-5560. And we'll post that, so don't worry if you didn't catch it, if you're in your car or someplace you didn't catch it. We will post it with this recording, so the number will be there, and you can join. And it's 30 minutes of super energizing conversation, prayer, stories, testimonials, all kinds of good spiritual enlightenment. So Phyllis Newhouse You are an extraordinary person, and what I love the most about you is you are always that person who walks your talk. You talk about uplifting people, but you've created Shoulder Up. You've created LIT. You also have a passion for serving women veterans who are homeless. Give us a real quick peek behind that curtain, would you? Yeah, so, you know, when you look at um, uh, the numbers are alarming, but in this country, um, we, you know, we have a lot of women homeless veterans that have really been in the last couple of conflicts, Iraq and Afghan, and 
and uh, even Syria. So when we look at that and we say, how does this happen in this country? Uh, we want to be supportive of that and support those women that have already paid the price for all of us. And so another way to do that, we're helping tackle this problem and bring awareness to it. And again, that's what Shoulder Up is doing, using our voices and economic means to create the change where it impacts the lives of these women veterans. Uh, uh, in certain cities, you have um, homeless veterans with children that are homeless. And I, I, I want to expose that. I want to really bring the awareness so that we can change that. And it, and it shouldn't be that way in this country. So those are just some of the things that we're working on across the country to make the difference. Beautiful. Thank you, Phyllis Newhouse. You get the last word. What are you leaving us with? I'm going to leave you with this, um, with, with this saying is that, you know what, whether you're a young man or, or a young woman or, and, you know, you have women in your life and you have um, young girls that you support, I'm going to ask you to remember this uh, as we close out is that think about grabbing your sister's hand and grabbing that hand says, you know what, when was the last time I asked this young lady or young woman or my wife or my sister or my niece, how can I support you? And I think that if so many people offered support, uh, we could really create a change. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask mm. you to do that for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Phyllis Newhouse, everyone. You're going to want to follow her social media. We follow her, and I love you, Phyllis. You are just an extraordinary inspiration. All right, everybody, make sure that you are checking the second Saturday in November. Mark your calendar. Go to Eventbrite and get your tickets for our once-a-month Saturday live training Last month, our guest was none other than Phyllis Newhouse, and you're going to get to find out the big reveal on our guest for this coming month. All right. Thank you to Cliff Dunning, our producer and engineer, and to all of you modern lovers, many, many blessings. Bye for now. 